my people. Welcome back to another episode of Vision Builders, a show about freedom, what it is, what it takes to create it, what it takes to share it, and the age-old practice of leveraging other people's hindsight to bring clarity to our own developing stories. Now today, uh, it is December, the time of this recording, and uh, although what I want to share with you today is timeless, but it just so happens that December, although aside from being uh, a month where you know, few important things happen, not least of which my anniversary, my daughter's birthday, Christmas, uh, my sister's birthday. I mean, there's a lot of things going on in December, but it's also the last month of the year. And at the end of a year or the end of the quarter in the last quarter of the year, um, most people get into a state of, of thankfulness, right? Um, and if they don't get into a state of thankfulness briefly, uh, then sometimes it can be kind of, it, it can be kind of, at least at the very least a state of reflection, right? And so when people get reflective, I find that that is some of the best time uh, to consider our lives and not only where we've come, but where we could go. And uh, one thing that I wanted to, I wanted to kind of unpack a little bit of that today, because in the process of building a vision, um, it is important to make the most of those moments when we are we already have the energy to start thinking about uh, what what we want our lives to become. And so, there's a few ideas um, that I think might be useful to all of you. And uh, you know, one one there there are basically two different directions that a lot of people go at this time of year. One, uh, some people take this time of year to consider everything that's happened and start to map out where they want to go, what their future can look like, goals, dreams, um, new habits that they might wanna form, new experiences that they wanna have, et cetera. Uh, some people get really proactive during these times to consider what kind of a year they wanna have coming up. Uh, you know, cause you know, there's, there's an old tradition in the West of New Year's resolutions those resolutions don't come from nowhere, right? Uh, so, so this is the time of year when a lot of times people are taking stock, giving thanks uh, and considering. The other side though, a lot of people, they get to the same general emotional place, but instead of really being proactive and considering uh, who they can become and what they can do and, and, and getting excited about uh, putting some actions on paper and giving it timeframes with clarity uh, for the future, sometimes people can wax contemplative, but then look back into their past to inform how their future is going to go uh, in a way that's not so, so beneficial. And what I mean by that is, is sometimes we can cast our, our opinion about our past, our opinion about ourselves in our past, the, our 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 failures sometimes, um, and then kind of get ourselves stuck in a loop where we start to presume that the way we've experienced life up until now has some massive say on how we will experience it in the future. And I, you know, and, and because that is a tendency that a lot of people have, we now know there's a lot of research that, that would support uh, this is that it's a lot of times when people take where, where they've been um, and the things that they don't like about where they went, they've been and assume that that's just who they are or that, um, 
you know, they'll always have those same patterns. Uh, they start to take counsel from their past and from their own mind. And I don't remember where it was that I recently heard, you know, you want to, you don't want to listen to your own voice. You want to talk to your voice, right? You want to talk to yourself. You want to start to imagine who you want to be, right? And start uh, imagining then what sort of things uh, does that person say to themselves and start saying those things to yourself. Uh, you know, this, I used to be an athlete and there were lots of times when the things that I was doing on the, on the playing field hurt, like they didn't feel comfortable, but I, I would tell myself, I would tell myself, put one foot in front of the other, or I would tell myself that dude is human. doesn't matter what happened in the last play, this moment, he's human. He hurts just like I do. So I'm going to give it to him. You know, like that, that was kind of, uh, you know, if I would have taken counsel from my body and how it felt, I would have laid down or I would have, you know, done one of these things, you know, come, come get me out. But, um, you know, at some point you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be the counselor to your own soul, to your own, own, own mind. And so, um, and by the way, this, this, what I'm talking about right now, it's where writer's block comes from, right? It's this general belief that, um, that, that yesterday's failures must define tomorrow. We cast yesterday's failures off into the future where anything is possible, yet we focus on the things that we don't want. Uh, and so in an effort to really focus on the things that we do want, um, I want to lay out a couple of things, a few things to consider uh, for, because for a lot of people, if, if you are one of the many uh, people in America or all over the world, wherever you might be listening to this, uh, who finds the end of the year to kind of be a moment of reflection that, that doesn't feel good, where you're not excited about the years to come or the days to come, it's possible that you're also a person who maybe doesn't know where to start because the quality of our lives uh, are, have to do with, with well, lots of things, but two things that I would submit to you right now is the first is the questions, the quality of our lives has to do with the quality of the questions we ask ourselves. I know you've heard me say that before uh, if you've been on this channel for any period of time, um, but they also consist of the quality of the answers that we come up to the question that we come up with to the questions that we ask ourselves. So uh, rather than having a big philosophical conversation, uh, I think it would be really useful for me to maybe give you a few questions or a few subjects that you could ask yourself questions on that would help you form some massive habits. By the way, um, if you don't form new habits, if you don't form new beliefs, you don't form new ideas or practices, there is no amount of will that will uh, change the past uh, that, you've, that you've experienced into a future that you want, into a preferred future. So uh, if you want new results, you've got to ask yourself questions around some subjects that have um, the, where the answers of those questions <laughs> have the seeds of new habits, of new beliefs, right? Of new associations, right? So um, I'm gonna get into that. But before I do, I wanted to mention something that might be, that you might've thought of. Uh, one thing that uh, is going on right now is, uh, and by the way, we're gonna get back to the interview uh, segment or, or the interview style of the show uh, for sure. However, uh, in order to maintain some of the things, it's, you know, it's fourth quarter. Uh, this is something that I do. It's a labor of love and I, and I love doing it. Uh, but in order to 
man manage my growing business uh, and also not to take away from any of the quality of the content that we drop here on this channel uh, or in this podcast uh, I am going to go to rather than an every Friday I'm going to go to an, uh, an every other Friday schedule so stay tuned for that um, holidays sometimes notwithstanding we're gonna we're gonna get back on track with with that so i've been working on a few things tuning a few things uh getting a few things in order uh but we're gonna get back to a pretty regular schedule uh you know interview format of the show uh but don't 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 fret because in between that i'm gonna drop little nuggets of little moments where i think that might be beneficial for you so with that being said um, let's start with the first set of first idea. Um, I, there, there are basically three categories that I feel like the biggest questions live, right? Um, first would be faith. Uh, and when I say faith, um, you know, I, I don't necessarily mean a particular religion right now. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about your belief structure. You know, the, 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 the evidence you see of what you hope to have happen and how closely co connected you can be to, to what, you, what you want in your future, your level of belief, your uh, level of, that's, that's what I'm calling faith in this particular context, right? Um, it, so I'm not talking about a faith tradition, I'm talking about the function of, of the word faith, right? Uh, and although, without question, uh, there might be some elements of your faith tradition that are going to inform what, <laughs> what, you, what you do. So, so my questions might look different than, you, than your questions, but here we are. The other one's fitness. Um, what do you want to be fit to do? What sort of experiences might you be missing out on because of your level of fitness, right? Uh, if that's the case, or what what new goals do you want to create around fitness to expand your experience in the world and how you can show up and who how you can be there for other people so that's fitness is, is is number two and then uh you know it's finances that's a biggie so so let's get into let's let's go in reverse order so let's start with finances um i'm a licensed financial uh professional um because of the licenses that i hold I kind of have to be mums the word of like, you know, who my broker dealer is. And, you know, this is not a place where I'm going to recruit or anything like that. Like I sincerely have this channel to bring you value to, to share things with you that I think might help you. Um, but when it comes to finances, there's a series of questions that you ought to be asking. And the truth is in order to get to all of these questions, you should, you should be in relationship with a financial advisor, uh, I'm no question about that. But here's here's some footnotes, cliff notes, if you will, that I think might be useful. Uh, cliff note number one is the 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 now later ratio. You know, um, by the way, if you haven't read the book, The Richest Man in Babylon, uh, the first 54 pages are gold. Uh, the rest of it is a great story, but um, why don't you talk about universal truth around money? Uh, that is a book that if you haven't read, you should read. Uh, you can, YouTube, I mean, it's on YouTube, actually. You can just listen to the first 54 pages, uh, assuming that it hasn't been taken down for copyright infringement or something. I don't know. Um, but if not, uh, you, can, you can get an audio copy of it. You can read it, whatever. Richest Man in Babylon. It's going to go into a little bit about what I'm talking about right now. But the idea is, not, when I say now and later 
ratio. I don't mean a candy sweet <laughs> that will mess up your teeth. What I mean is what are we living on now versus what are we sowing into later? I'll say it again. What are we living on now versus what are we sowing into later? One distinction that I found between people who are winning the money game and people who are not really it has, has a lot less to do with how much income they're getting and a lot more to do with how their ratio works. And so for most people, they don't have a habit of saving money and yet they want to be saving money because they know that they ought to be saving money. So what ends up happening is they live off of whatever they make and then they save whatever's left, which is almost never anything because when you don't have any, any boundary lines about what you spend, <laughs> then there's no boundaries. You just do what you want, right? And, and, and the, the uh, appetite of today overcomes any thought about tomorrow. Like, and it, it, this is not an issue of, of intelligence or will or integrity. It's just if you don't have a habit of saving, if you haven't automated something like that, then... Um, chances are it's not going to happen. So what I typically do with people who don't have a habit of saving, uh, I start them out at an, at a 90, 10 habit, just to, if possible. Um, if maybe it's 95, five, here's what I mean. We're going to take of your, of your gross revenue. We're going to take uh, 10% of your gross revenue and start setting it up into, or at least that's the goal that we're going to try to get to, uh, set it up as, as sowing into your future, right? Um, whether that is um, saving for short-term, mid-term, or long-term vehicles. That's not the point. I'm not here to talk about product or, or specific strategies, but just an overarching one. And so, the, one, of the, uh, so, so um, one thing that I've learned, though, is that when people start with a 95.5 and then get to a 90-10, right? 90 today, 10 later, then they get to a, an 85-15, they get to a to an 80-20. When people get to an 80-20, as you'll read in, the, in uh, uh, the, the, the Richest Man in Babylon, if you start doing that at a relatively young age, there is very little that will be unavailable for you as you grow older and try to accomplish different things. There are very few experiences that you will not be able to, to have for yourself and your family, right? Um, and when you build that habit over time, you don't miss it. <laughs> so uh, if you need help doing something like that, message me, I'll help you through it. Uh, and, and so uh, one thing that I, I've learned, people who get to a 70-30 ratio, uh, let me just say, that is a special thing. <laughs> and those people often have more fun in their latter years uh, once their kids are grown and out of the house, uh, than the average person. So, uh, though that's one, so so because of that little bit of information, one of the questions you want to ask yourself is, where am I now in that ratio, the now and later ratio, and where do I want to be? Where do I want to work to? Do I want to get to comfortable, uh, being able to contribute big in the world, being able to to, to, to be a resource for the, your community around you, being able to step up when things are important to you and need to be done? Or um, do you want to kind of get close to that, but you're not really, like wherever you are, basically, however the ratio is will determine how generous you get to be in this world. 
it really is that simple. If you have a habit of, of delaying gratification, not all gratification, obviously you gotta live, right? Um, but if you have a habit of that and you're pushing, um, you know, you're sowing into your future, what you're gonna find is that you have more than enough for everything that you want and also to support kind of some of the things that you believe in around you, right? That's how that's done. Okay, so uh, so that's one little tidbit, one set of questions uh, that you can ask practically about finance, fitness. You know, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to break fitness down into any specific set of, of, um, like where people ought to be because the spectrum is varied. Because for some people, being able to, you know, walk around their house. Uh, or you know, clean their house without losing their breath um, is a challenge. And so for them, the goal is to get to where you can move all around your house uh, for five or 10 minutes without losing your breath. For other people, um, you like to play. You wanna be able to say yes when somebody says, hey, let's go play a game of flag football. And you don't want to suffer the entire next week because you said yes, right? You wanna have your capacity of fitness you want to be at a level where you can say yes to fun things. Um, for others, you want to be in a, in a level of fitness where you can travel uh, on, you know, you can say yes to a, a, a month long hiking trip on the Appalachian Trail. Whatever it is, whatever is important to you, whatever experiences you want to have in this world, there is there is a financial element to that because if you're going to go on the Appalachian Trail, by the way, for a month, you, you, you need to be able to afford to not be at work for that month, right? To, to be able to go and enjoy that experience. But there's also a fitness element. Like you've got to be physically capable of doing the thing that is important to you. Um, some people, you, you, I mean, I know right, right now at the time of this recording, we're in a pandemic. So most people aren't at this moment looking for leisure flights. But if, if flying gives you the heebie-jeebies because you're, you don't want to have to ask for that buckle extension when you get on the plane, um, I don't, by the way, I mean no disrespect, but that's a goal for you. You want to start asking your questions. Okay, what, where am I now? Just be objective reality. Where am I now? Where is my level of activity now? What am I doing now? And where do I want to be? What sort of things would I like to experience? And start imagining what steps that can you take right now to start moving yourself in that direction. Um, and, and one cautionary tale about this, um, most people are always talking about raising the bar. I, I would submit to you that it might not be such a bad idea to try lowering the bar. Um, here's what I mean by that. The idea of going to the gym for 45 minutes, three times a week or four times a week seems overwhelming. You already know there's going to be like a ton of things that come up that keep you from working out. I would say lower the bar. Don't try to get to the, to the gym for 30, 45 minutes. Um, maybe, just maybe, uh, when you wake up in the morning, spend five minutes doing some activity that you normally wouldn't. Start to increase your, your threshold. Uh, Maybe in five minutes can turn into 10, can turn into 15. Recently, Mike Tyson fought Roy Jones, and he, he says the, the genesis of him even wanting to get back in shape was he, he, he talked to his wife and said he didn't feel good. He felt like he was out of shape. 
And his wife said, well, why don't you go down to the treadmill and run for 15 minutes a night? And he said, 15 minutes turned into 30 minutes, turned into two hours. And he just would love, he started to love training. So, so I would say lower the bar, like whatever, you don't have to go. If you were an athlete in high school, for instance, and um, as an athlete in, 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 or in college, and you were an incredible athlete, and you remember the workouts that you used to do, and you're like, oh, I know what to do. I'll put a, put a program together. But you've been sedentary for the last couple of years. You're a, a, what, what's called a D trainee. Um, trying to go back to where you were 20 years ago is going to come with a lot of pain and defeat. <laughs> so, so I would submit to you, this is my little recommendation, uh, make the, the step from, from where you're trying to go. Don't try to reach to the pinnacle, to the most optimized version. Consider what the next step is and then take it. And when you build enough trust, enough credibility with yourself that you can keep taking those steps, then maybe inc increase the step right increase the to, to the next level of, of steps i hope that helps because um you know little changes over a long period of time can lead to big results the game is not spikes in activity the game is consistency so wherever you can be consistent there's where you're going to find victory all right so uh the last category um i'm going to talk about faith right belief now without getting into too much uh, that would turn this into a three or four hour conversation. I mean, you've got, you've got three or four hours to listen to me, right? No? Okay. <laughs> uh, but in, in, here, I'm going to talk about your belief in terms of your own credibility with yourself and what you believe is possible. And there's two things that I know for sure that will impact um, your belief, your level of faith, right? The people with whom you spend your time, like your five closest friends, uh, or uh, or the people that you interact with the most, whether it's on the job, whatever the case is, the people with whom you spend the majority of your time and the books that you read, those are the greatest indicators of what your trajectory of belief is going to be. Um, and I'm not going to uh, ascribe you know, a value to that. I'm just simply saying, um, if you if you have a level, if you know that your pattern is, for instance, I, I, I want to do this, but every time I start getting close to doing that, my brain, my mind just exposes all the ways that I failed at something like that before, and then eventually I get overwhelmed and I just don't do anything. If that is now or has ever been your story, I would submit to you, A, it's a common story and you're not alone and many people before you have overcome that mental pattern. Um, and, and B, I would, I would say to you that there are some books that you ought to read that you haven't read yet that can start to stretch your vision and augment your belief of what's possible. Um, speaking of which, I'll recommend one right now, Viktor Frankl's uh, Man's Search for Meaning. This is an incredible one uh, to, to read, to consider, you know, your, your belief about what's possible. Um, another one, James Allen's As a Man Thinketh, right? That's another one of those, I, I think, like foundational pieces. Uh, Ed Milet has a book called Max Out, 
that's another one that stretches vision and increases. And by the way, it's full of practical little nuggets of, of things that um, can help you. Uh, by the way, none of these people have any idea that I'm, I'm just kind of spitballing what's on my shelf right over there. Uh, so none of these people are, 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 I'm not, these aren't paid endorsements. These are just like books that I have read that I think are wildly, wildly beneficial for augmenting uh, your belief to increasing your belief, your, your, your faith about what's, what's possible and what you can experience. And so um, what I would love is if some of you have read any one of those books that I just mentioned, and there's so many more, um, uh, notice that I, I didn't mention like a sales book, right? Or, or a, a business book. I'm just talking about books that speak to the soul about what is possible. Uh, so if you've read any one of those books, um, comment below, let me know. Uh, what you thought of it, uh, or comment below and let anyone else who maybe hasn't read those books know that, you know, they don't have to take my word for it. These are phenomenal, phenomenal books. Uh, Start with Why, Simon Sinek. That's another great book that that um, I think everyone should read. Uh, his follow-up book to Start with Why is Leaders Eat Last. Uh, Simon Sinek is a great, is a great uh, voice in our, in our time right now. Uh, I could probably do this for a while. Uh, Stephen Covey, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Um, Steve Siebold, uh, the, the uh, 177 Mental Toughness Secrets of the World Class. I know that's a ridiculously long title, but Steve C Stephen Siebold, uh, 177 Mental Toughness Secrets of the World Class is an incredible book. And, you know, just read a few chapters a day. It's like one of those things that you, it's, it's uh, just a few words, but a whole lot of thought and consideration. And so, um, yeah, hopefully that that helps a little bit. Uh, and as you approach this December season, when most people are kind of thinking about who they want to be and preparing for tomorrow, I hope this is helpful for you. Uh, I, I really appreciate all of you. And uh, next time you see me, we're going to we're going to get back on with the with the interviews. And I can't wait to share with you uh, our next guest, a uh, longtime friend. So um with that build a vision build a life peace